Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is Thursday, April 13th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Glamcraft. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, this is a new year, a new beginning, and things will change by Taylor Swift. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking Freezer Spell, a lemon meringue green tea, and we are focusing on oranges. So um, Monday we talked about the orange in like a mythological historical context. Then Tuesday we talked about the orange in like culinary fun things to do context. And today we're talking about the health benefits of oranges, but I'm going to take a sip first. Mm. Okay. So, um, if you are a fan of citrus fruits, you have probably had your fair share of oranges. They're delicious. Come on. Come on. What do you want? You know, um, this is from healthline.com. Not that part. <laughs> But oranges are a treasure trove of nutrients, which makes sense, right? We've been doing this for years now, talking about herbs every single day. And we've learned a lot, right? We've learned like the more colorful it is, the um, probably more like the deeper, probably the more antioxidants it has. Um, it's so good for anti-inflammatories. Uh, There's minerals and vitamins and we go through them constantly. So obviously when you look at, at an orange, this really bright, colorful, blood oranges are deep. We like, you can see that they are probably pretty awesome and pretty good for you. So first off, oranges are high in flavonoids, um, which pretty much contribute to their antioxidant properties. Then we have carotenoids, which are just like another type of antioxidant. Um, apparently, that is what is responsible for the colors, the orange, the red, the yellow. Um, we know about vitamin C, which again is a well-researched, well-known antioxidant. So you can see how oranges kind of became known as just like this health food. Um, it says to help with heart health. Uh, a number of nutrients and plant compounds found in oranges, including the vitamin C and flavonoids, may help promote heart health. Diets high in citrus fruits may protect against chronic diseases such as lung cancer, mouth, stomach, head, and neck cancer. They can help prevent anemia. Consuming vitamin C-rich foods may help prevent anemia, a condition that occurs when your body lacks adequate amounts of mineral iron. And then finally, um, it can help with immune health. I think we know this because of vitamin C. So regularly consuming fruits that are high in vitamins, minerals, and antioxidant compounds can help promote a healthy immune function. We love to see it. Now, here's the question. 
Like, what's the difference between eating a whole orange and orange juice? I see this, like, discussed constantly. So orange juice is one of the most frequently consumed juices in the United States. It's sweet, refreshing, and provides a number of important nutrients and beneficial plant compounds. Even though both orange juice and whole oranges are nutritious, there are several differences between the two. Number one is fiber content. That's like the main difference. So whole oranges are going to have fiber, whereas orange juice are going to have a lot less. Next, orange juice has a lot of added sugar. Um, there are, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I was almost going to say there are some adverse effects, um, but it's saying that it's really, really rare, but orange allergies do exist, but again, very, very rare. All right, witches, I'm going to throw, oh, nope, I'm sorry, headlines, headlines, I forgot, I'm just, I'm so distracted. Um, <laughs> so this is actually a really old article, but I thought it was really interesting, so I wanted to talk about it. So before we get started, this article is seven years old. It is not recent information, but I do think it's interesting information. And this comes to us from thewashingtonpost.com. What happened when a Wiccan witch blessed Iowa's legislators? So just with everything going on politically, I thought this was probably going to be fascinating. So this, again, seven years ago. Several lawmakers came late to avoid her. One turned his back in protest. While the rose-haired witch prayed for the Iowa House of Representatives on Thursday, others in the audience were praying for her soul. Though there have been rabbis, priests, imams, it was the first time anyone could remember a pagan witch delivering the morning blessing for legislators, and their reaction was mixed. Wiccan priestess Deborah Maynard from, from Cedar Rapids called on God, but also goddess and universe— she called on the four elements, air, earth, fire, water, to lend wisdom and strength. She called on the fifth element, spirit, to help lawmakers respect the interdependent web of all existence in which we are a part. So basically, um, Representative Liz Bennett invited Maynard in an effort to show that Iowans are diverse and, and inclusive. I think that backfired, Elizabeth, but Miss Bennett. I think it backfired. She's like, no, like, come, it's so cool. It was not cool. <laughs> so Bennett had been asking all the spiritual leaders in her community, including a Lutheran pastor, or a Lutheran pastor, a pastor from a gay affirming church, a rabbi, and a Zen Buddhist. She believes Thursday was the first time a Wiccan had ever had the honor of leading the invocation. But I had really expected it to be like any other day in legislator. Bennett said, oh, she just had no idea. She had no idea. I think we've all been there. We've all been there, right? We all had that moment where we're like, no, everyone's cool here. And then they prove that they are not, in fact, cool. And uh, literally when she said, I thought it was just going to be like any other day, you you can, in her comment, feel the, I, th I thought this was going to be fine. <laughs> so to her surprise and disappointment, there was something of a stir. That morning, more than half of the representatives skipped the prayer. Wow. Um, someone said, I was praying for her salvation. Oof. Yeah, she thought it was just going to be a chill day, and it was not a chill day. But, I mean, it makes sense, right? She's like, we have people from the community all the time. We have um, gay-approving church pastors. We have um, rabbis, like. She, she thought, a Buddhist, she's like, this, she's like, this will be fine. It was not fine. 
And honestly, today it'd probably be a bigger problem than it was seven years ago. Ah. Okay, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, April 13th. The last quarter moon sets its sights in Capricorn today. Here, the moon squares the sun and Jupiter and trines Uranus. The conjunction of Jupiter and the sun brings with it some high spirits and soaring optimism. We feel as if we could conquer the world if we could just get past this last challenge. Uranus is trying to give us a leg up by adding some twists and turns. If we can keep our feet and stay loose, these off-ramps could become shortcuts to your goals for the day. Don't let the fact that you need to put in a little extra effort deter you. Today is meant to be dominated and you are in charge. Your daily moon mantra is, the greatest victory you can have is the one over yourself. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Get ready to be spellbound by the Glam Witch. Originally considered to be the essence of a witch's spell, glamour is an ultimate act of magic. Used to master and manipulate one's appearance, true glamour magic is about honoring and expressing yourself to ultimately get what you want in the world. Intersecting visual aesthetic with the esoteric, Michael Herkes, the Glam Witch, takes you into their world of glamour with a personal pictorial on the magical art of beauty, fashion, and glamour magic. Whether your goal is to get attention, a new job, a date, or even go unnoticed, here you will be guided on how to craft a magical message with your presence by cultivating confidence with magical application, integrating magic into your beauty regimes with cosmetic, hair care, and fashion, bewitching with body language, eye contact, and seduction through the senses, manifesting a magical persona that caters to your most unique qualities, and utilizing crystals, dolls, fragrances, tarot cards, and more to maximize your glamour efforts. Only 200 of these limited editions will be sold, so grab yours now at theglamwitch.com. All right, so we are back with Kiki Dombrowski to do day four of our grimoire series. And today we're talking about uh, collecting material for your book. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the sky's the limit. <laughs> um, so, so do you put things in your book? Like, so you said um, that you will do like scanned pages from the library. You know what? And I love that. I. Um, even though it's a three ring binder, you can tell there's like different types of like materials in there. There's, there's um, graph paper, there's college ruled paper, there's prints that I had to, you know, hole punch myself. Um, there's, there's magazine articles that I glued onto pages and I shoved it in. Yeah. And so even though, uh, it may seem a little bit more sterile to have a three ring binder. It has this like used, like almost like it does. It feels like a family recipe book and it's just it, every page feels different. And because it's older now, it, you know, it's kind of got that, that library smell, that, that paper smell and, you know, oils. And you could see the pages where I had it open and I put my coffee cup on or, 
a page where obviously like I was making a lotion and I accidentally got shea butter on the page. <laughs> it looks a little greasy. So um, part of the collecting of material for me is the experience. Like I could look back on it and there's this memory that takes place with whatever is in there. Again, me thinking about your photo. Um, yeah. Great, great example. Yeah, I um it's it, it's so funny. It it really is the stuff you create on the fly, right? So a friend of mine um and I created mama belly oil and it was for uh stretch marks and I just scribbled that down on like a on receipt paper and I like threw it in my book of shadows. Oh, grimoire. And um, <laughs> And uh, actually, something I do once a year is I'll do past life readings for um, people, and which I absolutely love doing. It really is a lot of fun. But I, it's a spread I created. Like I created the spread, and it's and I've used this spread for years, and it is still written on a post-it note shoved in my mail, uh, my mail uh, bin. And every time I stumble upon it, I'm like, oh, I can't lose this. I can't lose this. Because, <laughs> like, this is the only thing that tells me what this spread is. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really fascinating because I actually, if you were to open up my grimoire, I think maybe only there's six pages in it. And I have a huge problem with actually collecting the material and put it together and I kind of used to feel bad about this which I do feel bad about this because I really want something that reflects more appropriately like my journey you know um but I think I mentioned that to someone once it could have been you it could it could have been anybody I don't remember but I mentioned it to someone once I was like my my book is just it's still practically empty. I, I, I've never put anything in it. And this person was like, yeah, but all of your stuff is stretched throughout eight years of magazines and books and yeah. uh, posts and articles mm -hmm. and podcasts. Like it's almost, uh, what's that like Harry Potter term, the horcrux? They were like, you have these little pieces of your magic just like littered <laughs> all over the internet. Oh, that's such a good point. You know, when you were sharing that, it was, what was that? I said, one day I will collect it all and put it together. Of course you will. And you'll get to it when you get to it. And when you were saying that, it made me think we should have like a podcast event where we just all get together online and just hang out and do grimoire work together. Like, we're just like, I just have a whole bunch of stuff I cut out and I'm going to make a collage and put it in my grimoire <laughs> or, you know, like, like a show and tell. I don't, I don't know, but it might be worth, you know, magic can be a communal experience. And so that might have some, could, it could also be a way to hold ourselves accountable to, to, uh, creating that grimoire, but it's just food for thought, just something to think about in the future. Yeah, and something else I could throw in there, which I thought about before. So I don't know if I mentioned to you before, but like I used to have this idea, and I, I still could do it one day. And um, 
you know, I'm someone who's very spirit in tuned, but I'm very spirit in tune to like the lower levels, which I don't know if, if people listening understand, really, really understand what I mean by that. But like, I, I, I've always seen the gross things, you know, um, since I was like, I've been seeing ghosts since I was five and I have all of these memories and images and, um, stories of things I've seen. And, uh, I used to really want to record that somewhere in like a book. Um, and I might still do it, but I also would love to record that in my, in my grimoire. I think, I think that's important information, especially cause I remember I am like the spirit, like spirits or things, things I have seen that I, fi- I find out decades later are like known bit are like known beings or known entities. And it's wow. like, Oh, what if I had forgotten? Like, what if I had forgotten that experience, you know? Um, so I really want to get all that information out of me and put it somewhere. Um, and so maybe I will do that. I also have some really fascinating things that could also go in my book. Now I'm just like chit chatting to you, like no one else is listening, which I have to remember <laughs> people are paying attention. Um, yeah, but they want to be a part of that too. That's that's a part do. of it. We all need to get together. And you know that the people that are listening are like, oh, you made me think like I should probably like write down that weird dream I had where I yeah. talked to yeah. a, you know, Pleiadian and I got, you know, dates and addresses and a phone number, you know, like whatever it is. I mean, that's a great idea. I, oh gosh. And the beautiful thing too, about writing it down is that you get to pass that along. That memory doesn't get lost. And that, that in itself is magical. Exactly. And I even have, um, Mm -hmm. I used to, when I would do like, uh, mediumship sessions, which I don't really do. I don't like to do it. Um, so I don't, but when I would, uh, one technique I personally like to use to kind of pull away is the scribble technique it's the um where you just have a piece of paper and a pen and you're just scribbling it just kind of helps you disassociate a little bit physically um because you're focusing on the sound of the pencil on the paper so you're able to focus on what you're doing and I have these really two great pieces of paper and one one of the scribbles was when I had a really intense session mm-hmm. and the other page is when nothing happened and the stark difference in what those scribbles looks like is so fascinating. And that is something I should also record. Now we all want to really see it. We want to see it. I know. <laughs> Maybe I'll post it. I'll find it. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. But like stuff like Me? that, like we're, oh, we're so workshop. we have to show this. <laughs> Yeah, now I'm so inspired. Maybe we'll do like a, we'll have like a little moment. We'll do like a live something at some point. Um, But yeah, now I'm super inspired to like get this together. I love it. That is so good. Sometimes even just having a conversation about it and about, you know, creating. And I think that's important to think about too for anybody who's creative, anybody who's artistic. You're a painter, even when you're not, you know, putting a paintbrush onto a canvas, even when you're just sitting and observing the world, just watching other people paint, having a conversation about paintings or going to a museum, those are still the activities of the artist. And I think that you're still very much a magical person 
and a, a practitioner of witchcraft, even when you are not, you know, presently engaged in filling up your grimoire. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. 100%. Oh my gosh. Oh, I even, uh, yeah. Oh, just like the things I've stumbled upon that I, that, that, that just feel really special and, you know, monumentous that, uh, I, yeah. Oh, I'm feeling yeah. very inspired. So, so, so therefore you've collected all, all the material you need is inside of you already. The end. <laughs> it was inside of you all along. It was all, exactly. <laughs> you had the material you needed right inside, but I love that idea too. Like we do, we all, especially people who, uh, you know, are, um, drawn to this world. We've all had those unique experiences where we do feel like we have this, like, otherworldly encounter, otherworldly experience, um, a time when magic really did happen. That's material that you've collected that could easily fit into the grimoire. All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener Veronica. Veronica, you wise, brilliant gnome. Lichen Green Moss, Lichen, you perfect, sweet oracle. Isabel, Isabel, you bombastic, fair Valkyrie queen. And finally, Pietra Simmons, Pietra, you poetic, scholarly pixie. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And before we leave today, we do have a card pull from our Buffy Tarot. And our card today is Eight of Scythes. I know I say that word wrong. There's no way it's Scythes. So if people refer to you as the evil bitch monster of death, it might be for good. It might be for good reason. It might be time to rethink your worldview. An appearance from the Eight of Scythes means that you have been holding on to an outmoded beliefs and overly restrictive rules and have put yourself into a prison made of your own thoughts. Consider purging the opinions and limitations holding you back and free yourself. All right, witches, that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we've referenced today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. I had an abortion when I was 15 years old in my home state of Arizona in 1994. It was not a decision that I made lightly, but I have never for one moment doubted that it was the right decision for me. But so much has changed in Arizona and many other states since then. If I were that same 15-year-old in Arizona today legally, I would have to get parental consent. I would be forced to undergo a medically unnecessary ultrasound, go to a state-mandated in-person counseling session designed solely to shame me into changing my mind, and then take a state-mandated 24-hour time out to make sure I really know what I wanted. And finally, 
I would be forced to give the state a reason why. Well, here is mine. It is my body, not the state's. Women and their doctors are the ones that are in the best position to make informed decisions about what is best for them, no one else. No bill that criminalizes abortion will stop anyone from making this incredibly painful decision. These bans will not stop abortion from happening, but they will drive women and girls and people into the shadows, which is what this has always been about, shaming and controlling women's bodies. In the week after I shared my story on my show, women were coming up to me in the street, in the supermarket, at my gym, with tears in their eyes, thanking me for my bravery. But the word brave didn't sit right with me. Why is it brave to speak to an experience that millions of people around the world throughout history have gone through? And then I realized it is considered brave because as women, we have been taught to feel shame about our bodies since birth. I am so sad that we have to sit here in front of a row of politicians and give deeply personal statements because the why doesn't matter, it should not matter. I am a human being that deserves autonomy in this country that calls itself free, and choices that a human being makes about their own bodies should not be legislated by strangers who can't possibly know or understand each individual circumstances or beliefs. I'm here today to help destigmatize a legitimate medical procedure and continue to encourage women not to allow themselves to be shamed for their choices. And finally, I am here today for my two little girls, Birdie and Cricket. My dream for them is that they will live in a world in which women are truly equal with complete control over their own reproductive health. That is the dream I hold for all people, regardless of their privilege or parents or what state they live in. That dream is slipping further and further from reality with every ban passed. I hope that you, our elected leaders, can help us reverse the tide. Thank you. I look forward to today's discussion.